Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Tail, and I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr., and with me is my co-host, Ryan Greening, but you know that by now. How's it going, Ryan? It's going good. You're, you're sounding more and more like a, a daytime radio host every time we open up the show. Hey, everybody! Welcome to another edition of Ran Out of Talent. How's everybody doing today? I know. I try not to do that, but it's just something I've always done. Speaking of that. I kind of like it. It's because, you know, one of these days we're going to have to have a legitimate opening. Yeah, we will. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But you know who's got, like, the best strip club DJ voice, and I don't think he realizes it? Who's got the best strip club DJ voice? Jason White. Jason White. <laughs> up next uh, up next on the track. Heat number two is stock buggy. All right. <laughs> Take him back to VIP. One for 20, three for 55. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's some of my favorite. <laughs> All right, but first we got some business to take care of. We're brought to you by the Blooming Prairie RC Park in Blooming Prairie, Minnesota. They are open from when the snow melts, which is going to be pretty quick here, to when the snow flies. They race every Saturday. They have a covered driver's stand. They have their own rental transponders. They have car rentals. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> don't, don't mind me. No, what are you doing? Going up and down the stairs, unloading my my Jeep. Please continue. Wow. Blooming Prairie, R.C. Reed. Sorry, sorry about that. We'll start over again. But Blooming Prairie, they're going to be running here pretty soon after the snow melts. They have a covered driver's stand. They have rental transponders, a lot of them. They have um, their cancer fundraiser race coming up September 11th. Nate, he's a great guy. He's the owner of the track. Him and Amanda run it. They got about 20 car rental cars to rent out. Also, if you're not sure if you have something to run there, but it's an off-road vehicle, they'll find a class for you to run on. So bring it down to Blooming Prairie RC Park. You can find them on Facebook at Blooming Prairie RC Park. And they put like a squared thing, but Blooming Prairie RC Park will get you there. I got to know how they do that because uh, Andrew, he's on like number three at uh, Shmem Shmem R. I've done it. Raceway, yeah, right? I've, I've done it accidentally a couple times with my phone. I think if you long hold certain numbers. Okay, getting all fancy with the eye fizzle. I don't have an eye. I'm one of those Samsung degenerates. Okay, right on. Speaking of, so it was the anniversary yesterday, so obviously I did not go racing. I got yeah, congratulations. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. you were probably wrestling with it. You were tr- you're probably trying to find a way to make it happen. No, I wasn't, and I needed the week off. I needed the week off because I hadn't had a week off. So I went to the um, INS race, and then immediately after, I went racing at the five, and then racing at the toy box. Yep, and you were just like a super joy to be around <laughs> for yeah. some of those races. Well, so, d- dude, I got pretty pissed off at Joey last week at the toy <laughs> box. 
dude, he he went off and played. I'm like, dude, your car's dirty. Battery's in your car. Your car's broken. You have to get over here and work. But I don't want to. I just want to drive. Ooh, I bet you that hit a hit a nerve with you, huh? Yeah. And he's like, finally, go show me how to work. And it's like, I will. But so I I don't want to get on any kind of high horse here at all. But I'm struggling against this generation's not wanting to work. I don't want Joe 3 to be a piece of shit that wants everything handed to him. Well, then you're going to have to stay on him. Yeah, well, I was going to say. It's going to be a grind for you more than anybody it is and i've been on him a lot but i realize that i've been slacking at the track i realize that i've been doing everything for him while he goes and messes around with kids which is okay so we've established that so far it's your fault uh, yeah right now but i don't care that he goes off and plays as long as the work's done well now get from now on the work's getting done right on so what do you what do you is it pretty basic like clean your tires clean your uh, tires take the battery out is he okay is, he's not charging though is he no or are you no, letting him no okay. not yet not yet because yeah. it's not like back in the day to where well the eye charger is pretty good uh not letting you hook batteries up backwards but what if he selects the wrong profile and puts it on nim that's super easy to do with just a little tap of the scroll wheel I've Agreed. I've almost done it myself. Sure. So oh, I've I've had it on Nim before. Ooh. Yeah. That that so. was pretty quick, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was I doing? Oh, I was I was save recently saving. You know, doing the the thing that we don't talk about or that we don't recommend to save a battery. I was doing oh, that yep. thing. Yeah. And uh, I forgot that it was on that mode the next time I went to charge something. Yep, I got gotcha. you. I did the stupid, complacent, typical racer thing where I just hit a couple buttons and freaking walked yep. away. Just beep beep from my and charger. Oh. So, so, what happened there? Did it blow up or did you save it? No, I caught it. Good. I was I was back like thirty seconds later, and I looked at it like, you know. Because I've 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 saved a battery the way you've saved a battery, and I literally had it in that mode for under a minute. With the I don't know what you're talking about. I would never do that. Yeah, but with the totally dead, totally dead to where like each cell was reading like a volt. I put it in that mode for like under a minute, and it brought it back to where I could charge it under regular. Yeah, what's the deal with that? I don't know. I think it just pulses in there differently, or it's weird. It's weird. I don't get it, you know. We should have Sandvig on the show sometime, and we'll ask him that question. I've tried. Well, I tried having him on the show a couple times, like the one we did from the hotel room in Duluth. He was yep. he was in the room. He wouldn't come on, though. Come on, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, let's see here. We got 23 minutes before we got to call our guest Keenan White from the No Name RC Podcast and JQT Manager. We have, uh, I have quite a few questions about the JQ and Mayako deal. And I kind of want to talk with him a little no prep drag racing, which I'm sure you want to talk to him a little bit about crawlers. Um, 
Sure, I mean, or I could take a nap. It's it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah, One so the, the, the King of the Streets happened yesterday. We can cover that quick. Uh, yep, you go right ahead. So I forgot who won, but it, it was totally... So a mid-motored B6-based car won. But there was Can just. Can you explain to myself and anybody that doesn't know what you're talking about what King of Streets is? King of the Streets is this race in Las Vegas to where winner, a bunch of people dropped out. The pot was up to like twenty four, twenty five thousand dollars. The winner ended up taking home eighteen thousand dollars and some change. And, dude, it looked miserable. Like I've watched a lot of no prep drag racing, not a lot. I shouldn't say a lot, but I've watched a lot of what, like, our local guys post and whatnot. And it's like, okay, I get it. It, Dude, this Las Vegas setup they had was horseshit. Yeah, in what way? So, actually, the race was won from the right lane, but in the beginning, the right lane, it's like people would hit the gas, and they just spin out because there were, like, oil spots from cars. Um, it, the cool down lane. So you had like 132 foot, you know, your scale quarter mile. And then the cool down lane was just like 50 feet maybe before you hit the catch fence. That's not enough time. Like people were jacking on, hitting the brakes super hard and cranking one way and they were barrel rolling their cars just to get them stopped in time. Um, round one, there were some bugs, but you know, round one, why do you think it was like so janky when it was like, well, kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. Well, he rented a parking lot and I don't think he, I, dude, it, it just, I don't, it either wasn't what he thought it was. Well, I know he, he knew he didn't know that there was going to be an oil stain there. He didn't know that. Right. But he should have known he wasn't going to have enough cool down area. I mean, it, it was, I, I've never ran a drag car ever, and it was plain obvious to me there wasn't nearly enough cool down. Who's he? I mean, was it somebody significant to the RC? Yes, and I or? forget his name. I really okay. do. And he's big time. He's like, he rolls with like the Tim Smith crew. So I'm I'm just gonna ignore that 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 is what is big time to you. But I'm just gonna move on. Dude he gets paid. No nope. uh, Yeah, but he he goes in a straight line. Yeah for like less than two seconds. It's big for R C drag racing. Oof. It really is. We're going to have to find a different term, though. Something different than big time. Like, when we use big time, I will accept Ryan Mayfield. Okay. He's known in the RC community. He's known in the RC community. Yeah. All right. But anyway, uh, B6 style. It used B6 components, but it was a mid-motor car. And it's where our local community is going to screw up because... We were talking about it, and the dude goes, I think we're going to ban those this year because it goes against the spirit of what it's supposed to be. 
screw your spirit. It's within the rules of the no name or of the uh, no prep drag racing deal. If you want to make your own rules, die. Anyway, harsh. I know. Harsh. I hate that what though. A, if they banned it, what what would people use? The DR10 or that new plastic piece of shit Lozy comes out that's they're coming out with that I don't even want to acknowledge. They oh dude, that's gross. Like the DR the associated drag car, it's like okay, you can tell it's a ready to run car. The Lozy car looks Traxxas quality. It's trash. Okay. Just a, a money grab then. Yeah, and I'm being harsh, but I don't care at this point. I don't oh, think Well that's because you're Savage Joe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I I am. Um, Is that what you go by on your other podcast? No. Savage no, Joe. no, no, no. My nickname for probably five years has been Joe the Infidel. <laughs> Joe the Infidel? Yeah. What the hell? Long, long story, but I got it from a morning radio deal, and yeah, it's just kind of stuck. Hey! It's Infidel Joe calling in again. Yeah, more like in studio, but anyway. I I used to have fun with shit, but, you know, I only have time now to do this, my other podcast, in the gym. Right on. So you went practicing today. You practice a little bit with some mod truck, huh? Yeah, I snuck some uh, laps in at Thunder Road. I got there, got there around 12:30, one o'clock. I glued up some stadium truck tires, built uh, an associated gear differential, slapped that stuff in the truck, and then I, w- I had a brand new battery that I bought from Dollar Hobbies for that yep. and uh because last time last time you and i were gonna race clay i at the last second i'm like oh i don't even have a battery for this car yeah so i ended up not running it um anyway i was getting that thing cycled a few times before i went out and pounded on it with a mod motor and well, what else was i doing oh i i was finishing up uh, my crawler build today and so i was doing uh steel wheels and i had to pick out a set of tires for it too i didn't realize that the kit that i bought uh didn't come with rims and tires i knew i wasn't going to use plastic ready to run rims anyway i knew i was going to get some heavy steel ones but anyway right got some wheels from car kings earlier in the week car king in burnsville and then yeah got the tires from thunder road bought the kit from dollar hobbies bought some mini t 2.0 parts at hub hobby this week i mean i am you're literally spreading out spreading all your love. money yep yeah i ordered um hopefully dollar hobbies brian post is gonna try to order me a certified trinity stock motor that's cool that'll be fun to have a ripper it will in be your car again and I, re- I can't remember if it was last year or the year before but there was one day at the 510, and I think it's when you had figured out silver ellipses. Yeah. Between the tires and your car, your stock car was so freaking fast that day that I was wondering why you needed another fast stock motor, but you apparently have worn it out or what? Well, it's worn out, but, pl- like, locally it's okay. On a national level, it's pure garbage. P- 
pure garbage. Sure. So, Doesn't that just represent everything I hate then? It is. And you know what else I'm doing? stock at a big race. I'm building a transmission with ceramic bearings and cut gears. Nobody can blame you for that because it's so much fucking faster. It is. And that's what... So I got a wild hair up my ass to run as Spring Champs. Uh, the By the way, the sign up for it's already opened i counted the entries on friday it has not been advertised yet and they're already at 140 entries that's awesome is he doing a 300 max i think so okay i think so so we're um so me and sandvig and joe three are going because we all want well joe three did well but sandvig and i want redemption and okay. i'm building a legitimate stock card where it might not, I might have to add weight by the time I'm done with it. Okay. So you got your, got your titanium turnbuckles. Yep. I have like those. Like you said, you got your lightened up tranny. I'm going to, I'm going to order those tomorrow. I have to wait for all the PayPal shit I've been what doing. What are you going to use for a light uh, pinion? What do you like? I don't know. So Trinity makes a nice aluminum one. But Yeah. It's like really, uh, it's thin. A lot of perforation. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of cutouts. That or um, a plastic one. Yep, like a one seven five. Yeah, schmarsh me. Yep, one one of those because it's you got. I mean, that's rotating mass. I can't. I I love the Lozy steel pinions, but hey, man, you just that that's not it for stock racing. Right. But yeah. Right. This weekend though, well, today I should say. Well, yesterday I did do something RC because it took about all day. I built what was a, that? I built a center diff for my mini truggy using one million weight fluid. Oh, okay. So you know with that, you kind of got to scoop some in, let it settle, put maybe the sun gear in, then scoops. You know, you just step God, by so step. I'm so glad I don't have to fuck with that. You will in on-road. Uh, I think I only have a diff in the rear of the car, and it, it okay. only... It's like a small uh, stock setup was really light. It was like really? 5,000 or 7,000. Okay. I mean, I'd have to, I could be totally blowing it out my rear, but I know there's only one diff yeah, on that car, you should have the... and I think it's in the rear. So then you have a spool in the front? Correct. Yeah. How are you liking that thing? I've seen you've been practicing with it and whatnot. Oh, it's so cool. It looks so it, nice. It It's so mint. Um it uh i didn't spend any time on it on the new layout at dollar hobbies which was very turny and super green there's no traction right or there wasn't when i was there early last week um so i'm the whole week this week i have to take zoom classes for my apprenticeship oh so i'm gonna feel it out tomorrow on whether or not i think i can do that from a different location and if i can i'm gonna bring my laptop to dollar on probably Tuesday and just spend the whole day there and do my Zoom class there and do some runs here and there. You know, I it's not like I'm going to be on the camera or on the microphone. Oh. So I think I'm going to be able to skate through and uh, have some fun while I'm being miserable at work and not getting paid. Sure, sure. You know, that's the way to do it. Um, God, what else do I have? Oh, um... We got decals in. Yeah, we did. We got some ran out of talent decals. You've got them. 
I'm gonna get them, you know, whenever graphics. I yeah. whenever I see you, and uh, yeah, we'll start distributing them yeah. to fans, uh, rivals, enemies, frenemies, yep. whatever. So we're doing the podcast a little earlier tonight because um, Keenan has to get to his studio because in the DR they have a curfew, and if you get busted out after busted after curfew, you get get put in jail for the night. Oh, okay. So right I was going to take a Monopoly, get out of jail, free card, put a ran out of talent sticker on it, and send it to him. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so they're taking COVID pretty serious then. Yeah, it's the, they do their thing. Right on. I'm, I'm, um, I'm tired of talking about that nonsense. For sure. Well, yeah, so you brought up the decals. Uh, those were made by Boom Graphics, correct? Correct. Mike Garrison from Boom Graphics hooked us up. Um, yeah, they have a really easy-to-use web page. It used to be Boom RC, and they changed to Boom Graphics because they do so much more now, like they'll wrap your dirt bike, that type thing. Yeah. Um, so you can find them. Dang phone. Well, you're doing that. We just want to say a huge thanks to Boom Graphics. They are officially yep. our second sponsor of the podcast. Yes. Um, you know, we we like doing this for you guys, and um, you know, it helps helps to get some sponsorship here and there. Yep. I know uh, you have you have equipment and RSS feed fees and all kinds of stuff that goes in with you having this show. And so we really appreciate it when a when a company right. sees some value in what we're doing, and you know comes on and and helps us out a little bit. Yep, check them out at boomrc.net. So it is still boomrc. Um, there you can get your RC RC name decals, your RC logo decal kits. They do event rewards. They do an awesome job. They can do anything. Like, they started, like, making these mugs that were, like, trophies. is really cool. They do oh, awesome. Yeah, they do motocross graphics. They do apparel. They'll do special projects. Dude, they did my um, iCharger, my 406 Duo. Nice. Yeah, they do a real good job. So check them out on Facebook at Boom Graphics or on the Internet at BoomRC.net. And Boom Graphics is bringing you the Racers Minute segment tonight. That's where we do some random RC shout-outs. My random shout-out goes to Mitchell Welch. Uh, Mitchell works at Dollar Hobbies. He's an RC enthusiast. He likes to crawl. He likes to race VTA. I don't know how into off-road he is, but I'm going to try to push him even further into that direction, play some jumpy car. Uh, Mitchell steered me uh, in a nice direction when I... When I said that I wanted to build a crawler, he's he's helped me out. He's let me bounce questions off of him in you know an off-hour capacity, which is something that drove me nuts when I was at Fox. So I wish I actually didn't do that to him, but I did, and uh, he took it in stride. And he's a great ambassador for the hobby. So shout out to Mitch. We love you. He's kind of like he's like my Yoda for crawling, right? Yep. For so sure. That makes that makes me I'm obviously Luke Skywalker in this situation. Yeah. And I'm I'm crawling across the the ice, the barren ice of Hoth 
I'm inches from death, and I see up ahead uh, a mirage of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Who do you think Ben Kenobi is in this in this analogy? I don't know, because Mitchell's your Yoda. Yeah, Mitchell's my Yoda. So Connor, Connor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's the one that got me <laughs> to build a crawler. So I'm... Um, I'm going on this journey to Dagobah, right? I don't really know where I'm going or why. Uh, I just know that I'm doing it. And the person that helps me when I get there is Mitchell. It, is this making any sense at all? Total sense. Did I smoke weed today? I don't know, but I don't, I don't, I've never watched Star Wars, but I totally understand your analogy. Fuck, seriously? You've said that before, too. I should have known that. Um, but I, I was, understand. I've been it. having conversations with Brian Post yeah. all weekend long. Yep. So that's probably where a little bit of the Star Wars inspiration came from. I was supposed to be with him this weekend down in Marshall, running laps at Genesis. Yeah, you said something um, about that. Yep. Yeah, I wasn't able to go on the trip, uh, so I spent some money. I got. I had a a nice acrylic fit board made up. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get that coming back. So anyway, Mitchell Welch, shout out to you. Um, I had another one too. There it is, Joey Carlson. Yep. Uh, Joey Carlson was really helpful in little tips and tricks um, to get me from a clay stadium truck to a carpet truck, and not going all out crazy like you do with setup. I just want to have fun and practice right. with the thing. It's it's one of the things that that I want to do with my good buddy Connor and uh, Tony Ehlers. We're kind of the the practice squad now. More so me and Connor. Tony's sure. really into racing and doing well. but I um, get it. Um, yeah. Do, I you get have it. Any, uh, do you have any Racers Minute shout-outs brought to you by Boom Graphics? I do. First, uh, Chase Ehrlich, who was a guest of our show, who sent me out my new command module. It should be here pretty quick. Awesome. I just got the shelf G block for right now. Oh wow! Yeah, so you you already got a G block. I I haven't ordered any yet. So I ordered I'm going to though. I ordered one with it just because it's like it's like you know anybody can use a shelf, right? But yep. I could see having like three or four on that thing, and then yeah. Uh, so oh, go ahead. No, no, please continue. Well, I was gonna say shout out to Senior because today is his birthday on the day we're recording. Oh. Joe Senior. Yeah. We just, gosh, we wish we could have you on the show. One of Come these on. days. One of these days. He's like, by the time we start recording, he's at work. Sure. Um, so I went to Thunder today. Senior likes to go play at Thunder. Does he ever, um, does he have a slot car that works on their track? No. Okay. Is he thinking about getting one or is he interested in that at all? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, Fuck, they're fast. I know. Well, that's the thing. Those are the ones where you got to put a motor in just about every run. Not right, every run. if you're racing. Yeah, if you're racing. But, I mean, they, they rent them for people to just have fun practicing. Yeah. Like and like somebody like me that knows nothing about slot car, I, I could have fun doing yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. So. What the heck? I'm just trying to get to um, the Skype home, and I'm not finding Okay. There it is. All right, pretty soon. Not yet, but in a couple minutes here, we're going to be calling up Keenan. I know I have his contact in here. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh. Um, 
Do you have any race results? I, I was driving home uh, during the normal time that I would be prepping for this show, so I wasn't able to get any race results for the weekend. I know that uh, up at the 510, they were a little bit lean this weekend, but some heavy hitters showed up to run uh, mod two-wheel drive buggy. I believe Torot took the win in that. Um, yep. And then Chris Maluli, he didn't win 13.5 wheeler, but he was like 0.2 seconds off. I can't remember. Trent who Fulmer won. won. Yeah, it looked like he just had a battle on yep. his hands for that. Dude, those low Z so. wheelers are looking really good. Yeah, when they finish races, they're awesome, huh? They're not weak. Huh, really? No, they're not oh, weak. okay. They're just not right. bulletproof like a Techno, but they're not weak cars. Oh, okay, all right. There's a difference, you know what I mean? Like a B44 is weak. I mean, like a lot of people exploded rear ends on those things. You Yeah, you explode the rear diff box, just like right. on a Techno, you explode hubs. Ah, uh, you know, whatever. I would buy aluminum ones, but that's just me. I would not, because it stiffens it up too much and you lose grip. <sighs> I think that's almost a good thing, four-wheel drive in well, the rear. Maybe. It depends on the way you like to drive. I like to, you know, send it into the corner, get a little side bike, and just crank it out. Crank it out. <laughs> I, stopped, uh, I stopped at Full Throttle RC Raceway in uh, Foley, minnesota on saturday i was headed up to brainerd all right and um i grabbed my nb48 2.0 yep. nitro buggy kit nice um right. sean was in there uh, apparently uh somebody bought his mini truggy so he's really? building a new one of those so that means somebody else has a kick-ass mini truggy that's going to be on the track in our region yeah they for I sure believe do. it was uh one of the derosiers Oh, cool! That's awesome. I don't know. I don't Probably know if those Corey. are Brainerd derosiers, but if they are, um, they're either they're Brainerd to some people that I lived by. They're either Brainerd or Zimmerman. Okay. I'm not exactly sure. I finally I got think my a mini truggy. Bought his mini truggy. I'm not I, sure. What's that? I finally got mine going really good. Okay, that's cool. Where so, at? At the toy box, but it would also okay. work at the 510 because. I, a couple weeks ago at the 510, I drove Sean's. I'm like, dude, if this is that much better, I'm just going to get one. But the thing is, it wasn't. But what was better on his, where mine was terrible, it was forgiving. Well, I added six more millimeters of droop by changing the rear shock shafts. Huge difference. Way better. Okay. Way better. So that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, I still think durability-wise, you should drive a Techno because no. it's one of the only trucks that's actually designed to be a mini truck. Yeah, but so. no, no, it's you know, it's my truck's okay. My truck's actually better than the VT64. The VT64. No, your truck's great, but you. We don't get clean runs in. Well, you know, so it's time to you start. You don't always finish. I know. Well, guess what? I deserve it. It, it should be a pun. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. It should be a punishment. All right, I'm going to pause this. And I'm going to give Keenan a call. All right. 
All right, guys, we're back with Keenan White. Keenan White is the host of the No Name RC podcast and the JQ team manager for America. How's it going tonight, Keenan? What's up, Joe? What's up, Savage Joe? How are you? I'm all right. How are you doing? I'm good, just chilling. Um, you know, it's been a pretty hectic week, I would say, leading in from DNC, you know, getting all excited about that, then... The buzz around DNC after this week has been so awesome. And you know me, a little bit controversial, but and then we had King of the Streets and all that stuff this week. So but today is just kind of chilling and talking to you guys. Sure, sure. Yeah. Hey Keenan, uh have you done an episode of the starting line recently? Uh starting grid for Yeah, uh, starting grid. No, we haven't. Um actually David was talking to me about that. Uh about making it a segment on the podcast, which I originally told them to do, but maybe we will do it again. I'm, I'm, I, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that Portugal happens here in June, and sure, um, sure. that we can, and then I can hopefully go to that and do some cool stuff over there. So yeah. we have to see, man. It's, it's, um, COVID, man. Ooh, frustrated. I'm so, I'm so starved for that good footage that they get of that series. Oh. I'm really excited for the third video as well, uh, which should be hopefully dropping here uh, March. Uh, I know a lot of people's like, well, we want it now, and I'm not trying to make excuses, but it just, you know, it it's a uh, when you're dealing with stuff like that, you kind of want it to be done good, especially. I guess you can think of the of Matt and as as an artist, and this right. is his art, and yeah. he doesn't want to do it. And and art and even, you know, he's got a lot of stuff. He works with Monster Energy and he's doing their drift stuff and all that stuff too. And uh, so this is kind of you know in his spare time and he has some time to do it. Obviously he's paid to do it, but you know on his priority list, I'm sure it's not as high as working for Monster Energy. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, ex but I, it is, it's the best thing we've ever. Well, I mean, Joe, you've been in it your whole life, so you've got a whole scope of RC. Is it the best thing ever? for rc coverage yes for sure by a mile because like the coverage that they did at dnc for live rc what they did it was okay and it was very acceptable and it was good but it was not even close to the same thing yep and then like Corey's come drive with us videos it's like i mean do, do you have a relationship with gordon like do you, do you sleep between them <laughs> um you know i, I want to say kudos to live rc because they actually did step up their game at dnc this this past race they had a lot of different features uh right. very uh very rc and gp inspired esque type of stuff and kudos to them they tried they, i think they're gonna go to pmb next really and they kind of have to get this swing in the swing of things i got a, i got to work alongside with um control and rc racing tv and those guys get to the track and it's non-stop looking around looking for angles taking doing their job like everybody but, knows what they're doing well uh, you, that's you, why you they're the best there, yeah you sit up there in the booth and they, you can control who you want to watch it I, honestly that whole organization like if anybody like you may not like rcgp or what they say and you may not may not like joseph and all that stuff but if you could take their organization and just apply that to some races, it would make your racing a lot better, like referees, stuff like that. 
timekeepers, Nardi, like so much stuff went into that that but that costs money, right? And um uh at the end of the day, a lot of these races it just comes down to the bottom line and that's not feasible. Some of it is, but you know, that's a whole nother uh, story for another day. Yeah. I think so many RC companies missed the boat on that first season because what you guys delivered versus what was asked, you know, of the companies oh, to sure. get on board mm-hmm. was just, I mean, you guys freaking delivered. Well, not not me, but, you know, definitely David Isherwood, the owner, um, and just the people that are, uh, and we have to give JQ his credit too because a lot yeah. of this done with him um, and him being just so anal about certain things and but that was necessary for him to do things right and you know working with joseph is extremely hard and he pisses people off but it looked good like you know yeah if you get (laughs) if you get the job done i mean um so i I work construction keenan and it's a little cleaned up compared to what it used to be but it's still a very hard industry and there are very few days where I come home from work and I wasn't called a stupid bastard or a motherfucker or something like that throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And that's just for me, PM, and me, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, kudos to those guys. And, and you know what? If if Live RC can do that too at these races, kudos to them. They'll get their, their you know, They'll get their flow in, and um, I was happy that we we got some decent coverage of DNC, very decent coverage of DNC. Yes. So they worked hard, and um, yeah. I just can't wait for yeah. you know things to open up a little bit more, and we see some European stuff. I know Ryan, you don't follow the Euro. I listen to the podcast. I know you don't follow the European stuff as much, or are as attached to the European drivers, and I understand that, but I am, and. <laughs> I just want to see these guys race, and I talk to these guys like um, Rana Falconis, and I kind of really feel for them over there because they can practice, 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 but it's nothing like racing for your craft and when that's your job, and you can't do it. So hopefully they get something going over there, even if Efra doesn't do anything. um, Maybe they they should come together and do something. You know what I mean? So hopefully that happens for them. Like, I was very entertained. I've been very entertained though in the past. Uh, I do have some appreciation for the way those guys can drive, and mm-hmm. some of the events that used to get put on overseas. What I what I struggle with is um, when I don't have a a strong personality that <laughs> I can follow because I don't speak six languages. Exactly. So I can't keep up with. Figueroa and Angaro and uh, Mark Marquez, if you want to throw MotoGP out there. Right. Understandable. Understandable. And to be fair, you you guys, you're American, so you're always going to be rooting for yep. the American, and that's that's awesome because your country, you know, you guys have such so many awesome drivers there as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and the, the market's so big there, so that's understandable. I just happen to be more of a fan of the inter- entire, of, of RC and just like, I can sit back and kind of look at it from a world approach, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, you are, you're a champion of RC on the world stage. Absolutely. Oh, I would like to just, well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. If I know you guys have questions and stuff like that. So <laughs> I'm not trying to t- just try to go on. So I know how. Oh, you I know can how go on all you like. Podcast. You can go on all you like. Yeah. Um, it's funny, Joe, that I was thinking about this, that, um, 
I look back about a couple of years ago and I was like, hey, Joe, I want to do a podcast. What do I need to do? And you was the first guy I mentioned. Even, even Joseph said, you just messaged that Joe's out here guy. I was <laughs> like, all right. And, um, you know, you told me what to get, and I kind of got some cheap stuff, and I didn't figure it out. And it's just been such a ride ever since. So <laughs> I just kind of wanted to say thank you because you helped me out a lot. You and Aiden uh, from the Extra Lap podcast really yes. helped me out a lot. And then, obviously, uh, leading into this, we've made so many there's so many other podcasts that are on, you know, that we kind of pump as well. Well, I do. I try to pump most of the RC podcasts. So it's it's crazy this ride that's happened, hasn't it? It's just it is. amazing. You know, the the thing is, a lot of people aren't willing to help, which is dumb. And again, Joe Rogan, the pod father, basically, he says a rising tide, what is it, brings up all ships. Mm-hmm. or something like that and there's plenty of room for podcasts yes good ones uh, mm-hmm. i've heard some really shitty ones <laughs> but yes true i agree i agree uh, but you know this wasn't always good um ryan wants me to start putting the audio up on youtube yeah, you part, because that's a that's a serious platform. Even part, I've recognized that. You know, part of its effort, Keenan. Mm-hmm. But the other part is, I don't want people finding shit from 2012 and 2013 when I started this. <laughs> you know what, Joe? I listened to all that stuff, and they're maybe not, um, maybe not the regional and national market that we have now. But our local people. The people in the Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Dakota area, they could go back and appreciate even that stuff. Mm-hmm. I find it hilarious to listen to the Shane episodes because Shane wanted nothing to do with RC at that time. No, and that's the thing, but it's like he he he, he wanted to be on this podcast. And it's like, all right, I'll give him a shot. I like Shane. Yeah, he's a good dude. And it's like, okay, and it's like when I'm talking to him, is is like talking to a brick wall that just said yeah back yeah man yeah <laughs> that's what you did with each other you guys agreed on everything <laughs> it was terrible but that's still up on the rss feed feed yep the yep. Fir- yeah but that's and fine, it, there's man. there's good stuff in there too though that's yeah fine i cringe at my first podcast oh echoey i don't know what the hell i was thinking with that i had no idea what i was doing we're but, we're a little echoey now, but it's not as bad as when we started. So people can deal. You know what? They get what they pay for. That's what I say, Keenan. <laughs> well, you know, and also just along with that, like it's opened up so many, <clears throat> just you know, YouTube and just like people with. I learned something. I've learned a lot in the last two years, and now I could even produce one of these things. I think just virtually, I've I've offered sure. to do it a few times, and you, um. That interests me too. Maybe, and I've just helped people. Even a buddy who doesn't isn't into RC. He's into, he's really influential in the diving world back home in my country, Bermuda, and just in the diving world. Period. Okay. Which is just incredibly so much bigger than what we do. And um, he was he wanted to do a podcast, and we've kind of just been helping each out each other out in uh, social media because, you know, I I have time to do this because this is my job, and um, just learning different things about social media and how we can do things and just integrate everything. And it, it's amazing what we can do. Um, and I think RC's con- racing, the racing side of RC is just starting to catch on to this because the bashers and 
and all these other guys have been new and doing this YouTube and and YouTube stuff whatnot for years. You know, uh, RC Sparks he just retired because he had some drama with uh, another big YouTuber and stuff. Oh, so that's that's dumb. Well, it depends I know it's on YouTube why. beef, like, but um, he's like the OG. Yeah, of but YouTube he retired. He retired because the guy in England and him had beef, and I'm like, why would you do this? Fight him. Fight the <laughs> asshole. Yeah, fight him in it. Yeah, but no, I don't think so. The guy, uh, the guy RC Sparks has some health issues, like with his oh. spine and stuff. I don't think he can oh, fight. Bummer. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we we haven't really caught on to that yet. I don't think we we do the podcast stuff and and like Mark Santa Maria is probably the one racer that's he's a racer, but he's he's focusing on bashing. But I think that's a good market too. Sure. So it's. Sure. A, it's amazing too. <clears throat> my my evolution in RC, how I've come to think. Like first, I was all about racing, 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 and now it's. I love the racing side of things, and I still think that's what we need. Uh, but I look at the value in stuff like. What Mark Santa Maria does, and what um, getting the bashing side, which we we have to kind of connect over to what we're doing, because that's a, that's a really big market of people that already have some 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 sort of RC experience that we're not connecting with. So and um, no, I totally uh, get it though. I could go on about that forever. No. Like you know, I'm just I I, I want to make RC awesome and better yeah. and bigger racing side of RC. I, I totally I be a get part it. Of that. You know, some like for racers, so like something for Bashy needs to catch your eye. Like mm-hmm. I've been eyeballing that um, Claude Buster conversion kit that J Concepts has. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing really looked good until because. Like the Axial Monster Truck and the new Lozy Monster Truck that you actually race. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, they're cool and they're nice and, you know, they're modern. But there's something about that Clodbuster. Oh, it's, it's, uh, it's memories. See? You got, sure. you saw that in the magazines when you was uh, younger. I know I did. No, you know where I, I saw I always wanted it. I always did. There, there is, uh, uh, no, is that Toys R Us? They used to put stacks of them in the middle of the store. Really? Clodbusters? Yeah. Wow. Just tall. The, the, well, I was a short little kid. I was already into RC at this point. Mm-hmm. And they were racing monster trucks, and they had the Clodzilla. My dad, he started out He started out with a little crappy um, 12-scale Kyosho pickup truck that was nitro-powered. Mm-hmm. But the first vehicle he raced was a Kyosho Double Dare monster truck with four-wheel steering. Yes, I remember that truck. Yeah, so, you know, I've always liked monster trucks, but now that I'm yes. getting a little older and whatever, it's like I'm looking at those monster trucks. It's not such a bad idea. Why not, man? It's it's what we couldn't, you know, we couldn't, and they're probably better now, you know, so much better than what they were back in the day. And um, well, we need to have fun doing that too as well right. as RC people as well. Sure. Well, the Cloudbuster is still the Cloudbuster from back okay. in the day. But the J-Con conversion makes it way more acceptable of a vehicle. Oh, man. Jason Rolla is really into the monster truck stuff, and that's cool Like um, to see. He really likes that stuff. So uh, Yeah, I, also- talked, I talked to him a bit about it at the INS race, and, yeah, he's really into it. You know, I also talked to him about the radio impound. I go, dude, are you guys done? He goes, I don't know. He, I think it's up to Gotti, and I don't know if Gotti wants to do it anymore. Uh, maybe you get tired. He got tired. Um, uh, they've done it for such so long. They you know? have. Uh, and 
you get to a point where you and he doesn't really do RC much. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard to be excited about something that you. I mean, I don't do RC much either, but I I eat, breathe. My day. Well, it's sorry, Scott is out there revving on the bike, but um, four wheel or something. Sorry about that. Yeah. But my job is in RC, so I kind of am in this stuff. 24/7. Even though I'm not at races and stuff at the moment, uh, you know, I, I have right. eyes and ears, and people talk, and, and yeah. the people tell me stuff, what's going on and whatnot, and it's it's cool. I get little, tw- you know, inserts here, but, yeah, I don't know. God is into PlayStation and all that type of stuff, so maybe that's what he wants to do. But sure, sure. Um, yeah, I maybe one day they come back. I, that was my first ever podcast ever. It was so. mine too. I really enjoy it because, like, you know, Gotti does his little thing. Like, I think he fell asleep during, like, the Kendall Bennett interview or something like that. <laughs> Kendall's you, uh, you owner of Amy. You find that David Church pulled up there drunk. I love that. Oh, my God. He was so hammered, and he called out there, and he told the story about him getting kicked out of the world and all that stuff. It was hilarious. But that's the thing, though. It's like when Jason, though, tells a story, he has endless stories about Brian Kinwald and Mark Pavitas and going to this world's and then this Reedy race. And, you know, it, it, that's what I loved about the podcast. Someone's breathing heavy. Ryan, are uh, you on some rollerblades, buddy? <laughs> I can't get the microphone far enough away. No, that's uh, all right. Um, yeah, Jason Run has been there too. You know, he's he's he doesn't. He was he's he's been around for a very long time, and he has a lot of stories. And uh, it's good to see. I they battle on Facebook a lot, uh, him and Greg Degani. But I always see them at races, kind of just sitting off and talking. Well, when I've when I've been to races. Sure. And he always seems to spend a lot of time just sitting off talking to Greg. And I just guess they're just reminiscing about about old times and probably arguing like Greg would say, hey, Quartz is the most naturally talented racer ever to touch a car, RC car. And everyone will be like, no, he isn't. And then, well, you know, they just, I'm sure, like, that's, you know, that's the type of stuff I miss when I don't get to races. Yeah. So. Like, Jason yeah. and I have been racing about the same length. But it's like the old stories I have from like Minnesota and regionally, they don't captivate a national audience. Like I could talk about the time when I was nine or ten and a guy named John Moe almost pulled a knife on me because I didn't marshal his monster truck properly. (laughs) But that doesn't captivate a national audience. That's pretty bad, though. <laughs> oh, that dude. We, we sit around, and this means some of the old school guys sit around and theorize what happened to that guy. And I don't even think he's in prison. I think that dude's dead. He might be dead. If you pull knives on people, you probably won't live long. You well, know? so Keenan, get this guy. This guy, he had what people would call nicely as a mo fever, but he was the ultimate freak out guy. He broke a uh, aluminum tub RC10 chassis over his knee. <laughs> he would come to the track with piles of up-to-date current buggies. Like he had brand new team cars, brand new JRX Pro SEs, brand new this, that, and the other. Whatever was modern, he would have. $10,000 worth of equipment in his pits. But the dude was a scuzzball. 
I don't know not if he's much a change in RC though. You see lots of people that are uh, still have all this RC stuff and they race every weekend. Well, I know people like that and they just it doesn't everything is eat, breathe, live RC. But I think this guy was eat, breathe, live selling drugs and doing RC on Saturday. Yeah, well, that's how we had to pay for his his hobby. So <laughs> I'm sure there's been many people like that in RC. Oh, sure. Like we have a guy who's uh uh, we'll call him top dog of an escort service. See, nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, no. not saying nothing wrong with that, but that's man, that's a whole other story for a whole other podcast. Because I mean, her, I live in a different world. Her, not where I live, and uh, that is a part of life. Her, you know what I mean? Sure. And people will probably be like, "Oh, what are you talking about?" I'm like, "Well, I don't live in your world. I live here." And um, it's normal. Like you go, you go to the tourist area here, and it's a red light district there. And it's like even normal, just tourists and expats are just there hanging out and drinking. And I go there with my wife, and we go sit off and have a cup. Well, I don't drink anymore, but you know, sit off and uh, have a few. Are you still? You're still dry, huh? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm still dry. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but. Oh, Lots no. of positive things have happened in my life since I stopped drinking. So, right. Well, yeah. I, I'm sure a ton of weight loss has happened. Not really, because I eat too much. And, ah. Um, you know, the drinking is a way to deal with stress, and uh, when you and you when you stop with that, then it's something I need to just start doing exercise and and get my ass in gear and just doing it because I'm 43 and completely out of shape. But the the not drinking the alcohol has been super beneficial and <clears throat> I miss it, you know, cause I used to love beer. I would always, oh, yeah. you know, be drinking a beer and stuff when I'm doing stuff and it's so easy to do here because it's just everywhere and it's normal and no one's going to say nothing to you if you have a beer at eight o'clock in the morning here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, I would love that. Um, back, <laughs> back when I drank, we used to race up in, uh, Eveleth. Mm-hmm. Up there is, it, it's, I don't know. Ryan, how how far do you say that's from, like, Duluth? It's 50 miles straight north, Joe. That's where I graduated high school. Ah. <laughs> Eveleth is one of the only towns where I would have the balls to have an open beer in my center console. Because I know the cops probably have one, too. Yeah, that's called a roadie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's normal here, man. That's nothing. Like... Oh, I've literally been pulled over by cops, and he's like, "Ah, it's hot outside." And I was like, "Yeah, take a hundred pesos and get yourself one later." Yeah, no, uh, here you go to jail. That's, that's open air corruption, and I'm fine with that. And I know that's how it works, and that's the way life is. And if you know that and accept it, what's a hundred pesos? You for don't you to have a good day. That sounds so much better than what we deal with here. I think so. I know these guys are corrupt. Money is the key. Exactly. To exactly. So, so, all right, we got a little off track. <laughs> Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that's normal. So, it is normal. So, it was this week or the week before that Mayako has been announced and what they are, and it's, you know, you got guys like Nick Watlett, you got Beach RC, you got JQ, and I'm guessing a guy behind the scenes that's a money guy creating an all-new 
buggy that's going to be start they're going to start prototyping in the middle of this year and it's going to be out in 2022 yes so have they are you going to be a part of that team when jq no longer is going to be around well that's the thing a lot of people think that jq is actually going somewhere and jq racing is not going anywhere we will still we won't be a car brand eventually obviously once the last part is sold and the last current jq kit is sold. okay but the plan is to be a race team um uh media team just uh, whatever jq racing is just gonna be uh jq racing mayako at that point too because we will be running the mayako cars sure <clears throat> and we're gonna continue to be the kind of you know, when Wally is very corporate and, you know, Mayako is going to be very corporate, we're going to be the the guys who just kind of want to... Not saying we're not going to be as serious. Obviously, we're still going to be as serious. We want to be the race team and stuff like that that we are. But we're still going to kind of be the JQ spirit, which a lot of people enjoy on our team, which yep. is against the odds and stuff like that. Except for and that then, one prick you had we'll to boot off the some, other day. A little day. bit of rules now, you know what yeah. I mean? Maybe not as slack as before. And sorry about that. That's a, a guy out there revving up this four wheel. Um, I thought Bre- I thought Ryan was doing uh, creepy heavy breathing. No, no, it's, he's <laughs> just out there in the parking lot. So the plan is to do continue to do that. We'll still have our team drivers. Like Cody Watson is one of our team drivers, so he will uh, then get onto the Mayako platform here when he, when they become available and helping out with testing and stuff. And probably our other driver over there in Australia who's really good. Okay. Uh, Aaron Dexter, young guys and people that stay and have been, you know, kind of been loyal to the JQ brand. The transition when they decide to go to Mayako because they can continue to run the current car until parts are gone. Like, and I don't know sure. when parts will be gone, but it might be years from now. You know, right? Um, and Beatrice will con- still continue to support that. And some people are like, "Well, I like my car. I like this." And of course. Next year, you kind of have to run the e-buggy because Mayako will not have an e-buggy right mm-hmm. away. And it just kind of puts some structure to things. It gives Joseph some time to 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 follow his 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 dream, focus on design, also marketing and stuff like that for JQ Racing, and still do his YouTube stuff. Still race, I guess. Maybe not as... He has to understand that he's not as fast as he thinks he is. No. Maybe he needs to you let some other of these young guys race. They're going to – he says there's going to be a JQ racing RCGP team. But, yeah, we kind of stay the same, and but just with a, not our own car. Yes, it's a JQ design car. It's just not a JQ car. So yeah. – but we are going to be JQ Racing, the I, team. I'm excited to see what it's going to be. Me too, because I haven't uh, seen it. So uh, what did you think about DNC, about how, like, in the beginning of the week, it was all C-Hub cars, but then at the end of the week, it was all pillow ball cars. <clears throat> did you notice that? It is. Are you talking about, uh, well, in the pro class, yes. Yeah. Uh, with Ryan Mayfield. Uh and then, but then, but okay. So, where do we want to talk about? That's this? right. On, on buggies or buggies? Okay. Well, then let's look at TLR. They swept the intermediate class, which is super highly competitive as well. Sure, sure. So, I think, um, and 
and and Mayfield even said in his in his interview afterwards that his car was extremely hard to drive. Okay. And he did not run away with it like he like he did in Truggy. But see what it is Mayfield's gracecraft is so it's something that he probably really didn't have when he was probably Fen's age as much, but he's developed it as he's gotten older and his racecraft is incredible. Like, you know, and I think that's what really there. Yes, obviously the car helped, obviously. Um, but yeah, it just it didn't run away. I think like maybe had Cole not made so many mistakes, like when he made that bobble, and yeah, I'm probably sure he probably had a mini Cole blowout in the back trying to catch up Mayfield. But Mayfield just knows how to put your put the car out there, keep you at that speed where you where you're trying to get close to him, and then when you get close to him, he just he he steps it up a percent or two until you make a mistake and he just goes and he knows how to get back from those mistakes and he I, makes very little of them i was watching um it was kind of like dakota versus ryan at the ins mm-hmm. and watching the difference between those two guys oh my god you know mm-hmm. same lap times and whatnot yes but dakota is so much smoother than the rest of the like there is a lot of like pro-level drivers there mm-hmm. and they all drove alike except for dakota dakota's just so smooth and he hit the same line lap after lap to where a lot of the pros were just sending it in there being on that jagged jagged edge mm-hmm. dakota's stuff looked way easier easier well, he seems to be successful in doing that in electric, but man, he just seems to fall apart in the longer mains. Like he was so much faster than Mayfield. Mm-hmm. He was faster, and but his car was just like he would get like how many times did he make a mistake, get back up to the bump, like the rear bumper to, almost to Mayfield, and to make another mistake. Oh so yeah, it it's it's just like. I don't know, like, Joseph had a live about it, and he said, is his car fending? And he broke it down and all the science, man. I really kind of blanked out when he said that. But um, I don't know what's going on with Fan, but he's extremely talented and extremely fast. He still is 20, 23, 24 years old. Yeah. And he has a lot of time to mature, and he just has to get that racecraft level, nitro racing racecraft that only comes... It, some people naturally get it. Uh, or you just have to learn it as you get older, I think. Sure. So, Ryan, I've been hogging Keenan, and I think you have a few questions for him, so why don't you fire one away? I do. Keenan, one of our segments, um, you know, we added segments to the show here in the last couple months. One of them's on the tone, and it's a word association, quick reaction. It's kind of like the start of an RC race, right? Like, we're going... Well, this is like your 10 10 questions in 10 seconds. I've listened before. (laughs) So I'm going to shout some stuff out to you. You're going to say the first thing that comes to your mind. Joseph Quagrain. Dumbest smart person I've ever met. (laughs) (laughs) Mayako. Um, Black Dolphin. (laughs) Truggy, (laughs) Truggy Drivers. Sending it <laughs> all day long. Yes. Uh, DNC. Very prestigious race that can be used to promote RC if done properly. They did a pretty good job this year, didn't they? It did, but I think it could be better. 
What could be better? I'll, we'll pause the segment here for a second. I think we need to get spectate, try to get spectators in, and um, and obviously not this, obviously not this race because of COVID and stuff like that. Yep. But I would love to see pamphlets, factory row, more focus on brand, like brand, like branding, um, getting people in there to experience it. Maybe having a pamphlet with the top guys in there. We have professional guys in RC. Let's use them to promote what we do. So make them be professional at these races. Keenan. Oh, go ahead. So maybe they don't aren't wearing just a black shirt. I mean, obviously it was cool, a black shirt with just a thing. Let's, let's make these guys be professional. I mean, Ryan, you worked in the motocross industry, and yep, yep. Uh, I would love to be, I mean, we have professional guys that get to do this for a living. Let's put a professional set in for them, at least just for them, and that treat it like that. If we treat it like that, spectators come in and they see it. And and that draws them in, and and maybe just th that pro talking to that kid about his car, showing him his car, taking a picture, signing an autograph. Maybe we got an RC racer right there. So I I agree, and it it would be so easy just to clean it up a little mm -hmm. bit. Yep. No hoodies, okay? Yeah, if you're in the pits, fine, wear your hoodie. But once you go to the driver's stand, and especially when you're doing an interview afterwards, because you just mm -hmm. won DNC, no freaking hoodies. Yeah, I know it was cold, but could you imagine a factory row where you sit down and guys have their uniforms and their branding oh, of their yeah. cars and yeah. they have a car there that you can look at and and or their products and yep. yeah, yeah, I, I just, I just awesome. imagine imagine a beautiful pit with no salmon colored jeans or shorts <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, like wear something like where you have to wear a uniform, black trousers and hey, we. Joe, JQ pretty much says, Keenan, you got to wear, I say, I tell him he can go screw himself, but he, his thing is like, you got to wear the, the shirt and you got to wear black trousers. And, you know, he had Max doing that. And, yep. And you guys you know, look great. Like, why can't we do that? Why can't the, the smallest, the smallest RC company in, in all of RC can think on a more professional level than the biggest? Right. I don't understand that. So, Keenan, before we get back into it, what, dude, Factory Row at the King of the Streets yesterday was amazing. Oh, awesome, wasn't it? Oh. We could learn a lot from those guys, I think. And they just put it up and took it down within 24 hours, maybe. Yeah, everybody well, that's the had you put a, on a race. Yeah, everybody had a put on a race and you give away eighteen thousand, and then you put on a race and you're trying to make as fifty thousand off everybody. Yeah, you know. Yep, but the yeah, everybody put up a big tent that was professional racing so ryan i know you didn't watch it but factory row looked like a mini heydays because oh that's awesome because it looks so badass there they had everything hey, on display needs to be a, a, a round of rcgp or <laughs> a big national i already the... talked to jq about it and he was like no <laughs> that's all he said <laughs> It's, it's not at the location oh that God. he wants, I think. But I know what you're talking about. You've talked about it on your podcast. Has uh, he seen pictures of how many freaking people are in one spot on that day? I haven't myself. Joe, you oh, my gosh. Well, hey, I would yeah. say when I'm really spit, like when there's a good race going on and I'm spitting a good, when I'm doing a good job announcing, mm -hmm. I could probably get about 250 people around that track. Wow, are you announcing to the spectators? Yes. Good. Yes. That's what we need. No, the, the racers. I told the racers. I said, at best, this is WWE, and I said, yep. if you expect anything fair from me, and 
I said, you can go F yourselves. This is about the spectators, not about yes. you. And everybody agreed. And everybody, everybody, the spectators, the racers, everybody had a great time. Sweet. Awesome. Yeah, I, I missed that heydays, and I'm really bummed about it. Well, hopefully yeah. it comes back this year. Yes, I hope so, too. Okay, we're going back to the On the Tone Go segment. Fast reactions and coming up now. Seth freaking Van Dalen. I think he is super awesome. I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, he needs to. He didn't make the A main. Uh, I know he can do it, but he's in a. He's in a. He's at a company with a, a lot of young talent, and he's gonna have to work harder. Oh yeah. Work harder to to keep up with those guys. Them guys were at Thornhill this weekend. I don't know if he was there, but Wiggins and and what's his name? Uh, Tyler. The dark horse Tyler Jones were at Thornhill practicing. Mm-hmm. He should be there too. I don't know what his schedule is like, but yeah, I mean he can't he can't be where he wants to be every right. single week. I know, I know. Yeah. I understand yeah, he does, that. He, he doesn't have that kind of backing yet. And unfortunately, I think if he did, he would he it, it's he would be able to do so much better. So yeah. he's going to have to make some decisions at the end of the year. That's what For I'm going to sure. say too. Hopefully, he puts in the work. Uh, when he has the opportunity, which won't be long. Spring is is sprunging mm-hmm. here in this area. It won't be long before his dad will have a beautiful eight-scale track out in his backyard awesome. and hopefully burns a bunch of nitro this year. Okay, this isn't about I that. I like him, though. I like him. I really, you know, he's on my list. Yeah, he's fun to watch. The next one is OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is that like an Instagram thing or something like that? Like where sometimes you nude girls and stuff like that. It's a uh, they use Instagram as a portal to get yes. there for sure. Yeah, yep. I I've never I've never paid for that. My buddy does, and he sends me the pictures. <laughs> so that's that's cool. the best way to be a part of it. Yeah. Next one is puppy dogs. Puppy dogs. What's the, oh whiny puppy dogs? We was I was called that this weekend. What? I was called that on YouTube. <laughs> was that you? Who was I arguing with no. on YouTube? They called us the the whining puppies no pod, RC podcast. What? I yeah, I don't know who it is because you know YouTube it's in the comments and you don't know some they don't re- use their real name. Exactly. exactly. Next one is remote control sailboats. Oh. Hey, in Bermuda it we raced them. Oh, awesome. We race them. I think they're fun if you know how to sail. No, they're right? terrible. Yeah, my dad my dad knows a little bit about small time sailing, so he has one and he really enjoys it. Yeah. Losi Mini T two point and Mini B. Um I had the the two point uh the mini T back in the day. Yeah. I know that got a lot of people into RC. I hope it does maybe because maybe we need to be thinking on a smaller scale to get people in. Mini Z. I'm thinking you, I was at um, I was at a track called Thunder Road today. It's a it's a world class facility mm-hmm. in in the heart of Minnesota, and there was so many minis out there, and oh, you could tell great. by watching them drive them that they were all brand new RC drivers. Awesome. So that's cool. Awesome. I think it's it's the gateway drug. There we go. It's part. Yeah. It's many gateway drugs. So I'm dude. The original mini T craze was crazy. It was like pit bike motocross. I know. I know. I remember it. Reading it in the <laughs> magazines and stuff like that. Peanut butter or jelly? Both. Yeah. Coffee or energy drinks? Coffee. Ryan Mayfield. Uh, extremely 
one of the best in the world. Um, I think Ryan Mayfield can be competitive over 40. How is I think he still doing it? He's 35. He's just fast. Uh, he loves RC. Five years ago, yeah. wow. in the 5150 videos and everything, it was all how much longer can he hang on? Spencer Rivkin is coming, blah, 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 blah. And he's still ripping. I've explained There's... how he's still ripping myself. I've explained it because he loves it. He, mm -hmm. like, when Cav is done for the weekend, he goes home and he goes on the golf course or whatever. I don't know what he does. I'm just judging by the way he dresses. Right. When Mayfield goes home, he fires up his no prep car or he fires up yeah. a Traxxas or a crawler and he goes ape shit. Also, those guys all tasted success early. Cav, Very early. Tebow, they were world champions way before he was, and he just got his in his 30s. He ha he was so, he didn't, it took a long time for him to get it. So, he's super fast, I, amazing race craft. I think there's only one racer that can beat him, though, right now, uh, fair and square. Is it still on Garo? No. Who is it? It's it's David Ronofalk, man. I, I think... Uh, is he back? I think I think David. I don't think there's. I think he's probably the best RC car driver out there right now. And I I swing from his nuts because I like him and as a friend, Ryan Mayfield's awesome. But I just kind of talk to Runafog on a personal basis and his comp. If if Runafog wasn't an RC car driver, he'd be a professional. Whatever he does, does that make sense? Oh, for sure. His I haven't seen one in a long time, but uh, when he was doing tech tip YouTube mm -hmm. videos, I enjoyed them. Yeah, he's. He's so focused, he can do, like, if he was to focus on golf and that was his thing, he would be a professional golfer and be really good at that. And he gets it, and he knows what RC needs going. He wants to see things change, and I think he just, like, his confidence is unshakable. And at that track at Thunder Alley, what I saw him do, even though his receiver broke, and look what, and we have to look at what how fast Cole was, too. So, um I just think he's just that confident. Like, he he is that confident. I'm sure he watched that race, and he probably said, I could have done this, I would have done that, and I would have done this. Okay. How much longer will Nitro be the glory? Um, Well, if you look at DNC, it's super, super... Was Nitro buggy was big. Um, the It was way bigger than... It was bigger than e-buggy, and we're going to get to see races like that. So it looks like the West Coast is definitely the glory e-buggy is definitely bigger because it gets new people in and I'm, I'm all for that what i would like to see is the even though i don't i don't we shouldn't measure races on entries um the raw the raw nationals sells out in 10 minutes for, <laughs> for fuel for the fuel nationals and when the e when i get when i see 225 e-buggies at a at a enets then and and guess what i think that the the e-buggy should should be they should run e-buggy alongside the nitro worlds as well why not um give it some prestige but it just thinks i think the the e-buggy crowd just aren't as well, they're no. serious racers but not as serious as i hate that i don't want to say that well no i no, get I, it I, I, you're I right you're, i think you're 100 correct and not some as serious people as will nitro be butthurt, but the thing is it is the truth so I get why there's never been a world championships for Truggy or Stadium Truck or whatever, mm -hmm. because it's not a worldwide thing. Right, but e-buggy is. E-buggies, I think, not driver talent-wise, but overall, I think e-buggy is so much bigger than Nitro. 
Oh, it is. It is. It's it's in. You go to a, a, P, a PMB race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, a race time event, and they have 65 e truggies there. That's that's cool. That is. You know, hey Ryan, they, aren't you getting one of those damn things? I want to eat Truggy too, but I'm telling you, so it depends on what region you're going in. It's just that I think that the racers, that race, that's early race e-buggy, they don't, they're not interested in going to a nationals where it's just one class. You know what I mean? Yeah. They still want to have sportsmen, intermediate, and I'm sure as e-Truggy grows at race time, we're going to see that happen too. We're going to have sportsmen, intermediate. And there's no diss to this e-buggy class and say, oh, you only care about Nitro. I just... Nitro requires a special breed of person to be good at it and and to be really dedicated to it. It's a lot of work. It it takes time and once you learn it, it's I think it's so rewarding. So yeah. there is nothing like running a thirty minute main. Nothing. I agree. And there's a reason there's only been one person to ever win the world championships twice. It's and that was in the early hard. days. That was in the yeah, early days. Yeah, that was days. in the in the eighties, I believe. So now I mean it's it's such a it's it's the most prestigious race class I think in in RC I think it's more prestigious than the on road version, uh, even though that's way that's that's fun too. But so, nitro buggy is it's I, just awesome. Like I mean, like who does like you fire up a nitro car and people come running like you know. <laughs> so, Keenan, I've ran nitro on road GP cars. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing in the world like it when it hits that second gear and you're going 70 to 80 miles an hour down that back straightaway. And you send it into a sweeper and it sticks. Mm-hmm. I know. There's nothing Amazing. like it. Amazing. You're, get, you're giving Pablo Ayers a, a little semi-hard on whenever he ends up listening to this. Dude, <laughs> I... So I know where we can build a track and well I there's a track oh God, and a trailer. That's not. There's we have a, like five people that can afford it. I know, and I'm not one of them. <laughs> no, neither am I. Am I. Uh, I know. That's why I quit. The, literally, the second my daughter was born, I sold my A scale nitro on road stuff because I couldn't afford it anymore. Yeah, it's unfortunate that um, you know Ben Wallace. Well, I mean, he's really big into that Ben Wallace and those guys. And I really would like to see him take a swing at off-road. I think um, he tried before, didn't he? Yeah, well, they had WRC, and uh, that something happened with that. And I just think they're focused on that. And that's cool, but we need to get a celebrity in off-road. Travis Pastrana, like, I saw him playing with that X-Mac. Could you imagine if he was, he was, uh, R- one, like, if he got into RC racing and became something like a champion for RC racing? Oh, my God. Oh, what? So awesome. No, what's his face? That dude from uh, Let's Go to Prison. Um, Dak Shepard? Yeah, Dak Shepard. Man, I, he's yeah, the biggest cool celebrity too. in the world. There was some, that was a huge missed opportunity. There. I know, but nobody could, I was trying to get a hold of him. I know, Joe, you was like, send him a JQ car. And I'm yeah. like trying to tell JQ to do it, but. I messaged him on IG. I've messaged him on Facebook. I messaged his wife. I did that. I'm like, man, he's probably oh, Kristen Bell's probably like, who is this fucking asshole? I'm like, I have an RC podcast. I think it's you guys are racing. Let's do it. Like, but hey, you never know. Well, the thing is, so guys. you're you're the way Instagram works. Unless you're like certified or blue check marks, your PM's yeah. probably not going to get through. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like now, like Devin the dude. Like, like I just want to hear like. Yeah, he's a rapper and he's a, a Texas rapper and he's into RC cars and racing. And um, 
he does a lot in his music videos. I'd love to get him on and find out like what's going on. We need somebody to yeah to have a voice for us uh, yeah. like, to race. Basically, RC's filled with you know normal people like Ryan and I and a bunch of undercover millionaires and all that. But you're right, nobody really famous like at least before. Uh, you've had guys like after they became famous for racing real cars or whatnot, they quit yeah. racing RC. Kyle Busch came back when he was injured for a little bit, mm -hmm. but that was only for like six weeks. There's oh, motocross guys that aren't being capitalized on too. Oh, Adam Entignap, Christian Craig. Um, I, I know there's more. Deuce, Deuce's number, you know. I've, I've actually been messaging him and he has answered me. I was shocked. Yeah, we need an RC rap. And I was like, dude, I'm into RC. He's I, hurt. I'm going to hit him. Yeah, you know, he's hurt, isn't it? I should hit him up against probably like, who's this weirdo messaging me, man? <laughs> but, um, and then, Con, you know, I know Connor's like, can we get Kristen Craig? Or, or even Wally, he knows Barsha and those guys. I'm like, look, man, let's just get these guys on and talk. Like, get these guys to DNC. Like, I know it's probably hard. Well, they got, you know, they're racing, but fuck. Like, it's so frustrating, man. I just like, oh. But then again, maybe they just want to do RC to relax too, you know? Yeah. We're I, having the fortunate issue of not being able to tie up this segment because we got so much good content tonight. The last one on the list for On the Tone with Keenan White. Did Joe pay you to call him Savage Joe? No, I just liked it. And um, <laughs> it was the other, his other name was uh, Infidel Joe or something Joe like that. Joe the Infidel. That he used to be called. Yeah. And I just didn't like that, so I just think he's... And he is savage. I mean, he came up with the whole... Um, uh, <laughs> ...that your mother should have swa swallowed thing, and I was just like, oh, that's so savage. Like, it's like, why not? He says he says some stuff that I'm just... Even I go like, oh, wow. He makes you blush. Yeah, oh. and then, like, you know, but you know what? Um, the thing is... Yeah, we'll talk about that, too, because I would like to talk about media and stuff if we ever get to that, but, so you know. If if I ever get paid for RC Keenan, it's going to be because of ads on this podcast. We do have one or two now, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Check out uh, Blooming Prairie RC Park and Boom Graphics. Anyway. <laughs> um, oh, hey, he's a JQ driver. So, yeah. Or was. I don't know was, if he's in this, but I know Joe no, is. Was. And, um, oh, so yeah. I know who you're talking oh, about. Oh, at Blooming Prairie. Yes, Joe yeah. Bain is. Joe Bain yeah, is. Yeah, Joe. I know Joe Bain. Well, I've met and I've talked to him on Facebook. Yeah, so. I see him we well uh, monthly, I should say. But anyway, so I, I'm never gonna be paid for racing, and I've had a lot of experience with pros. Some of them are cool, and some of them aren't. But you know, when they really open up to you, when you quit acting like a quivering little bitch, and you just be yourself, and you be a nice guy, and you don't ask them for shit. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's when being yourself is going to get you so much farther than in this industry than being an ass kiss. Yeah. I think if more people just stop swinging off nuts and trying to be oh. cool at these races, they would enjoy themselves more and they would represent their companies better as well. And um, I just see that too much at some of these big races, like these guys who think they're on the cusp of being a pro and they're, prob they're probably not even close, you know? But they think they can hang out with the pro guys in their pits, and that makes them special. And maybe that's just somebody's dream, but I see a lot of guys miserable, too. Yeah. And I always kind of wanted to say, like, that wasn't the MO for, for JQ Racing. Like, we're going to keep it crazy. We're always going to have beer in the, in the cooler. And, 
you know, you got to have thick skin to be in that armpits because it ain't nobody that uh, <laughs> is immune to the punishment and sarcasm that comes out of that pits. But it's fun. I mean, JQ's is in person, Greg's is in person, and then we have a whole bunch of characters. And I think that's why we try to keep it like that. And I miss it right now, to be honest. I wish I really was at DNC. So sure. <laughs> it would be so much fun. Yeah. Um, are you going to get the vaccination and go out soon i will do whatever i need to do to get me traveling so if i need to get injected with that vaccination i will i mean i can travel um i just i'm just not quite sure i don't know how things would have to be i'd have to come and quarantine and then i just don't want anything well check to happen while i'm in america let's put it that way does that make sense yep so there's a fighter in the ufc named dan hooker and he lives in New Zealand. They're the strictest country, but they literally have zero cases. And they walk mm-hmm. around without masks and all that. Well, he couldn't get out of the UAE because he fought on Fight Island. Mm-hmm. He couldn't get out of the UAE for like 40 days or something because New Zealand would only take in a certain amount of planes per day. Wow. And then he had tests. He's still in quarantine for the next nine days. Because he had a quarantine for 14 days, and he's got a little daughter that he's been able to see next to a fence. Right, yeah. So that would suck to get stuck in that kind of situation. Yeah, I, I just don't know what, what happened. So I'm just kind of sitting back waiting to see what uh, happens there in America with everything. And then, um, you know, then I'll head out, but I'm ready to go. I know that for sure. Yep. So speaking of the DNC, what did you all think of that crossover? The, the drop-off, you mean? Yeah. Well, you know my feelings on it. I think that we're very fortunate that the guy uh, that I know, Cody uh, uh, Cody Taylor, he's, he's laughing about it now, but we're very fortunate that that guy did not get seriously injured or killed. Sure. And sure. guys were like, well, Keenan, you're being such a, a pussy and, and stuff like that. Why are you, you know? And it was his fault. Yes, part of it was his fault. Oh, it was all I his also... fault. It was 100% his fault, but, right, but they I'm created not... the situation for him exactly. to. Exactly. So uh, how could we have made that safer? Okay, it's easy. I was like, well, don't have it. But okay, say we have it, right? How do we make it safer? Well, don't put it where it's head height, I would say, you know? Yeah. Um, I've seen this before at, at Joey's race at the 2018 one. And it's head height. So you just pop up and you forget. Yep. And make it, all right, I would say if they probably would have bought it out longer maybe and then where the drop-off, where the actual drop-off point is maybe eight feet high instead okay. of four feet i don't know but it's man we don't want like nobody to i've hit people and it's not good no so let's fix it so it doesn't endanger people as much or if it if it's too dangerous don't put it there simple as that what did you think of it ryan uh i didn't even think of that perspective at all as far as on the track um Normally, I'm not cool with crossover. I, I don't like any time that your, your buggy disappears. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely disappearing for those guys. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, it made for the inter- going up the hill was fun. I think that was cool. But, man, I just think uh, I, I'm just big on, like, I've seen too many close calls. And that, that was another close call. And... uh we just don't need that. Like, we don't need 
that type of publicity for RC. Like, could you imagine, like, if that would have happened? Woof. Yeah. Well, would have been bad. For sure. Uh, the, I've only seen one decent crossover done by, and it was done by Alex Sturgeon, to where mm-hmm. you could literally crawl up to the launch. And it wasn't a launch. It was just flat, and your car would fall into the pit. Okay. And at worst, if you ran in front of it without looking at worst, you'd be taking a car to the dick. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fine. But when you, you know, when you're hit, getting hit in the head and stuff like that, what, these buggies are heavy, man. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. We can, it can be safe. We just got to figure out, but just, just be safe. Like, that's all. I'm not asking you to take them away. No. At first, I was like, get them away. Now I'm just like, let's make them safe. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> that's all we can do. So what does you your missed rate... a super kick-ass crossover layout at the 510, and Joe. It no, was, I tried it. Know, it was sucked. No, it was during your layoff. Oh, I thought there, there was the one, one when I came there's back. There's one that sucked that came after that, but there was one about four years ago that was just off the chains. Okay. Okay. So, Keenan, what does your racing future hold? I know you guys are building stuff in the DR. What are you going to be doing? I don't know what's going on her. I actually just asked this question to the guys her. Um, we have, you know, like RC's dead her, you know, and um, it's been dead for two years. So I know what it feels like to, to compl- have RC racing completely die. That's why I'm passionate about it. Um, so I'm hearing rumors that we might have a track. We might have this. I know the guy was like, man, I need you to get involved. And, and I kind of do, but I, man, I have so much on my plate, man. I don't really feel like, Again, I want to, I kind of, I know this sounds crazy. I kind of just want to go here. If they got a track, I just want to go show up and race. Yep. And enjoy RC, uh, talk crap to the guys, have fun, and not even take it too serious. I, I just want to do that. I don't want to be involved in the the hierarchy and getting this all, all organized and things because it's just so stressful, and they have to do it. Not I can help, but yeah, that's I built a tracker and did all that stuff and done all that, and it's just a lot of work, and I don't have time for it no more, unfortunately. But it, we're doing the scale stuff, which is pretty fun, and uh, I'm supposed to go to another comp here in March, but nice. I would love to race again at some point. Ryan just finished building a crawler. Oh, what yeah, did you get, I'm not, Ryan? I got a gatekeeper kit. Nice. So I built most of the kit last night. Um did a little bit more today. Built my wheels while I was at the carpet off-road track, just kind of okay. in between battery packs. I am. What did I do tonight? I put some uh, silicone on the back side of my paint job for the side panels. Okay. And I'll finish it up sometime this week, and hopefully in the next month I'll get to one of the indoor crawling places. And probably when I get back from Idaho at the end of March, I think I'll be able to crawl out here in Minnesota. Sweet. Um, for that kit, uh, Soar, which is Travis Kendall and those guys over in the Pacific Northwest, they make some really cool decal like sheets for those. They have they have the Track Walk podcast, uh, Joe, yep. and um, his dad does all of that stuff. And and Travis and there's this guy and like I know because I'm kind of been nerding out on this stuff. Uh, there's a guy that I just bought some stuff for for my trail runner. Um, and he does all steel plates, uh, body panels for that car as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's called Artful Dodger on um, on Instagram. You can find him. And his prices are pretty good. I just got, like, all steel plates for underneath my trail runner and all that stuff. And I need to put them on. And 
plug him and I need to get out and do have some fun with my trail runner and 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 go out and take some cool pictures because I live in this beautiful country that is the Dominican Republic and I want to use RC to get out and see more of it. So we shall see how that goes over here in the next couple of months. Uh, gotta make time for it too. Sure, sure. Um, I got a couple more questions for you. We'll um, start cool. with an easier one. Do you think Chad Parks is bringing gas truck back single-handedly? I think he's his kits are really uh, awesome. Uh, I don't have one. He 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 sent me the new TLR snippet early, so mm -hmm. I did that for him. Uh, I think I don't think we're gonna see it boom like nowhere near what it used to be. But I think with these conversion kits and quality of the cars being better, yep. we'll see maybe a class pop up here and there. Yep. Yeah, that new Lozy kit. I think you'll see more up. classes pop up and people will race them and they'll be able to race them on these current tracks. And yeah. And then we shall see. We'll see. We shall see if tire. If, yeah. We, yeah. Why not? Why couldn't it? It's not going to be booming, but it could be a niche class or exhibition class. Well, that's the thing. You know, like locally, we thought mini truck was just going to be a quick niche class, and now we're looking at C and B mains on a weekly club race. That's awesome too. Um, that that is something I've never driven. Uh, I would love to as well, you know, uh, mini truggy looks awesome. I think you'd love it because it's, you know, the pull of a wheeler, but you got the stability of the stadium truck to keep up with, you know, your mistakes. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm i down for any of that. I would love to have an indoor carpet track here in the Dominican Republic. Maybe that's something that uh, we should be focused on here, maybe. You'll see how things go in the future. Indoor in the Dominican Republic? I mean, that yeah, almost sounds... Um, I mean, we could do it outdoor, too. But uh, indoor would... Uh, Ryan, would you know hot, what I'm but... going to say? Ryan, you know what I'm going to say? What? Outdoor AstroTurf. Oh, it's the best. It is yeah, the best. It could be done. Maybe I would do Mini Z here, too, uh, to get people involved because it's cheap. Um, sure. Lots of things we can do. You got to understand, the people that do RC cars here are upper middle class and and or rich people, you know? So, uh, so it's a different... It's just different from America because the average person. Are you there, Keenan? Are you there, Ryan? I'm here. Uh oh, we lost Keenan, I think. I'm here. Oh, you're there. I'm here. All right. We lost you for a second. So, Ryan, Keenan's in the same building as the internet provider, and his internet cuts out every now and again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to talk to them, but it's also Sunday and everybody's home, you know? So. Sure. It's probably getting pounded right now, too. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so uh, I forgot uh, what I was going to say. Oh, what's say, your future oh, what? podcasting? Um, What is my future podcasting? I would love to, you know, I've expressed it. I would love to start going to these races and kind of do what Phil used to do mm -hmm. uh, and still do the podcast at the race as well. Daily recaps, um, video, just video of of practice maybe some laps from fast guys and stuff like that uh i would love for our podcast to to get more yes we got we've been getting a little bit rowdy lately as well i would say like especially this past weekend this past week's podcast i'm sure it's gonna um upset a lot of people but i think i kind of made a decision coming into this year that we have this voice and and you have that voice as well as a podcast um we we i think we can we can be 
instruments to, for change in what what are in RC. I think we can. Um, I kind of heard people now kind of changing the turn to a lot of things about race format and wanting to have shorter days and whatnot. So uh, that tells me that stuff that we say is is seeping through. You know what I mean? I don't care if it comes from me. Like I I don't care if it comes from us. I like I heard Adam Drake's now saying we need to get as much race time. In as little of a day as possible. Well, JQ and, and us have, and I have been kind of saying that for many years, but I don't care that he's saying it now. I just want people to start understanding it and doing it. It doesn't matter. Right. It's awesome that Adam Drake is saying that now because now maybe maybe people will listen or they are listening that this, their things can be different. So we kind of done that job. You know, I kind of thought about this the other day. Maybe I'm thinking like we're too, I'm, I'm on a high horse or something like this, but RC hasn't, really had any independent media to criticize it in a long time. And what I mean, not criticize it, but, you know, everybody's doing the, 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 the every company's doing their own media, so everything's uh, unicorns and cupcakes, you know? And sure. we're not getting the real story from some of these things. So maybe we, as, because we are media to an extent, you know, we're not like, obviously, we're not, at these races, you know, we're not like media, like live RC and stuff like that. They can do things like what well, we can kind of do as podcasters and YouTubers and whatnot like that. So I think maybe we paved the way to open up ideas for for these pro guys and stuff. Like maybe maybe we are kind of somewhat the voice for these guys because these guys say a lot of these, this stuff in private, you know. Mm-hmm. They don't like this and they don't like that and they know that things need to change in RC, but because of because of how they work, and because these guys have to make a living, they have to be politically politi- politically correct, right? Well, for myself, I kind of work in, a, in in the industry. I don't have to be as politically politically correct as them. Obviously, Joseph isn't. So You're we not. know kind of know what's going on, and we can see things. So I think maybe us as podcasters, as you guys as podcasters, we pave the way, open take the brunt of things. Mm-hmm. Like the the hate coming and whatnot, because you know, I know I'm gonna get a lot of hate this week for what I said about on the podcast this week, and maybe no, that's you're just not. We take the brunt from yeah. that, and then people can see, hey, then maybe guys who have a a bigger voice than us can say, all right, now it's okay for us to start saying things like this. I think Does that make sense? I think you're looking at your clip about. I think are you talking about your Adam Drake clip in the forty plus? Yeah. I I don't yeah. think you're gonna take heat from it because you weren't a prick about it. You just right. voiced your opinion. So did JQ, which is shockingly he wasn't a prick about it. Right, but you know you're talking. You have to use somebody like that because it's he's the he's the top guy doing it, and it's not a dig against him. It's like we need to sit step step back and look that look at that. It's even be allowed. Like we sh- we. Sh- Fair is fair, and we don't have any rule. Like I think, honestly, like I think American RC is kind of like, like like I said, a rudderless ship. Yeah. You have no governing body. I mean, at least Afro has some. Like JQ complains about them not doing anything, but at least they control. They organize stuff. Maybe not right oh, yeah. now, but you, I mean, in America, there's no rules. Like, no. and it's yeah. just like, wow. Like, how can we go? Like, you went from having Norca and Raw and this, me, and this to now, like, like if you can't understand that, have somebody having more track time than his peers is unfair, then I'm sorry. I just, I don't understand. Like we've fallen far away from what, what we should have done. You know, I have a theory that the pot of money roar was embezzling money out of the top guys were embezzling out of that pot started to shrink. So they stopped caring as much as that's just my working theory. Nobody else's. I I don't know. Like, why do we even, we, 
like things could be so much better, man. And I just I think um maybe maybe as podcasters and people that aren't because I know you ain't afraid to take heat, like no. you know yourself, Joe. You've said a lot of things. And... Ryan doesn't take any heat, and he says way more than me. <laughs> well, he doesn't I care. love it. <laughs> he doesn't care, but I think um maybe we, you know, JQ says what JQ says. A lot of people say, you know what I mean. He just can say it, and he doesn't understand why people. I was like, because they have bills to pay, and you have bills to pay too. But I think maybe. It is working now. I see when people start talking about different formats and things can be can happen and uh, look at look look at like what Live RC done. They they upped their coverage. They they went better this this week. I'm not saying we did that, but hey, at least they done it. Yep. And yep. there's a lot of things and and RC's been missing that. Like everything's been hey, look at my stuff. I'm so cool. This is so this we got to be politically correct. But hey, don't worry about what my left. Look at my right hand. What my left hand's doing. Mm-hmm. And I just think we need to bring that back. Like, I think it's exciting. Like, my silly season was really, you know, I went crazy for that because, well, that's our, that's our, maybe our NFL draft or our trade season within, within, ba- like, other sports. And we just kind of like, oh, this secret. These guys are professional racers. Like, I don't, you know how much uh, footballers and motocross guys and basketball, we know how much they make, but these, we, these guys are professional athletes in all well, athletes. This used loosely, but you know what I mean. Professional <laughs> individuals or drivers in our in our industry. Yep. But we just still don't have a professional no. uh, any type of professionalism. I, and people I can say that I'm just being a whiny puppy. But you're not. <laughs> you're not. Uh, um, Ryan, do you have Ryan, any more questions for Keenan before Kenan, we get into the final two the, segments? No. No, I had to come up with the on the tone while I was uh, going 85 down the interstate. So <laughs> right on, right. All right, Keenan, do you want to stick around for questions and on the tone? Yeah, sure. Or drivers meeting. Excuse, I I'm I'm still learning. You're gonna get there. I'm I'm getting there. Drivers meeting. The tech inspection is listener questions. Yep. Okay. Drivers meeting is the new racers segment. Okay. Yeah. So let's do the um, new racer segment here. Sure. Because you had a good one. Yeah. So I was at Thunder Road today. They are a CRC, uh, 10th scale off-road track, world-class, uh, beautiful place. One thing, and I've I've been noticing, noticing this for years. years. Um, um, Keenan, one-tenth indoor clay racing is difficult to learn. To learn. It's it's hard to get into. There's a tire game. There's a setup game. There's a a long, steep learning curve of learning how to drive on clay and loose dirt and anything like that. And the training wheels of RC these days is yeah, you get you maybe you used to be a dirt biker and you hear that there's some clay racing going on, so you go and you check it out and you suck at it because we all sucked at it when we started. You hear about this track that's 15 minutes minutes down the road road that has CRC. And when you hit the throttle, your car goes straight. And you get instant gratification from that because it is super fun to drive on a carpet track. But what I'm noticing is these guys, if you you lean on that crutch and you only lean on that crutch, you, you never go anywhere else, drive anywhere else, you don't really learn how to drive your car. I could agree there. To where 
Yeah, if if you're gonna stay at that track and that's the only place you're gonna go, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll just keep getting better at it, and you'll be a freaking awesome high bite carpet racer at some point. But isn't it fun to spread it around and to go to other tracks? And a lot of the best drivers at that track, they can go to clay and they do really well. There's a few, you know, uh, Austin Jacobson. Uh, I, I know there's more, but um, Torah. Yeah, to, yeah. Kyle Holmberg. Um, they can go anywhere and drive anything because they learned how to drive on loose dirt. Yeah, I think um, it is okay. So, if like in in the UK, it's mostly Astro. So, you know, it's normal that no, people may not race on 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 dirt. There, there's only a few dirt tracks anyway. So I listen to Aiden and the guys never have raced on dirt. It's all about carpet and and stuff like that. Or maybe they have now, but. I like carpet. I think it's great for getting people into RC. It's awesome. I've done it. I enjoy it. I've never, ever raced on clay and on 10 scale, like OCRC clay or anything like that. I know there's a big tire game. It's like Nitro. It's a game. You know, it's a learning yeah. It's a learning thing. And if you get into RC, you're going to get into that. But I, I definitely think um, if you just stick to anything in RC and that's, if, and that's your comfort zone and you never venture out of that, you'll never get better. You know, and that's I think right. a big problem in just in RC period is that people focus on people have a unrealistic evaluation of their their skills, which then does not allow them to focus on what they really need to focus on. So that guy would be like, "I'm so good at carpet racing, but I'm not really good at clay racing, so I'm just gonna stay with carpet and not even try to get better at clay racing, not realizing that if he got better at clay racing, he'd just become a better overall racer altogether." Right. They come up with reasons why not to go on carpet or why not to go on clay. What I what the what's the worst thing is is the clay guys that won't go on carpet because that's not real off road. No, well that's that's silly too. Just go it and is. run it. Like it's it's totally silly. like that too. But I'm like, man, just go run it. It's getting people into rc go do it exactly racing is racing man yeah um all right yeah no that's a good that's a good segment ryan i totally agree expand your wings and also can i just add to that it's just not even that like i just see it from a as a manager side oh if i just get more support if i just do that or or i'm really good in truggy and I'm really good at e-buggy. And I'm like, oh, where's your nitro buggy standings? Oh, I'm in the C-main. I'm in the A-main for truck. It's like, yeah. we need to run your nitro buggy more. Yeah. Practice with that. For Maybe sure. better all around. So, uh, oh, I had one more quick congratulations to Neo for winning the Mayako buggy contest. Right. The Italian guy, right? Yeah. Think, oh, yeah. Dude, how many people were screaming foul, Keenan? Did you see that nonsense? No, I did not. I missed all of it. How do I miss all this stuff? I uh, you're to... kind of busy. Yeah, you're a busy guy. I, I sit at work. I, I get 150% efficiency, and my <laughs> phone tells me I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Reddit for four hours a day. <laughs> so I didn't realize that until my phone started telling I tried. I have to... to go back and check that out. I'm sure everybody's going to call foul when somebody wins and they don't. Yeah, man. I know. I tried shutting the well-being setting off, but it won't let me. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into which section? Is this a driver's meeting? Yeah, driver's meeting. No, that's new. <laughs> Jesus. No, I got just... you. Well, we are such a C- Tech inspection. 
tech inspection. Listener questions. Well, you've been echoing like crazy, Ryan. I'm going to hear about it, but they can suck it. I know. I don't know what's going on. I I I was hearing it on my phone, so I actually hung up from this call. Yep. And I turned my computer on, and I'm sitting where I normally sit, doing what I normally do. So, yeah. Rex is saying, so this one's going to be quick. Rex, cause I, I don't remember what mine was, but Rex goes, I was in the high teens. He goes, you guys talk about BMX once in a while. What's the lowest plate number you had? I think I was 18 or 19 in MNO1 district. District. It's hard to get a low district number. Uh, did you see your buddy Jason? He said something about you getting a gold cup plate. No, I never got a gold cup plate. He's just just oh. giving me shit. Oh, okay. Right on. I've, um, I won quite a few state championship qualifier races in 1998. I don't think I got the state championship, though. That was aggravating. So, quick question: Does that mean, like, is it like motocross? Or no, sorry, is that your ranking, your your plate number? Right. Yes. There's a lot of different ways to get a plate number in BMX. Okay. I, I raced my ass off to get it. Got you. Because you can be really good and in a really good class and win once a week, and you can get the number one plate, or you could be like me and take third or fourth but race three times a week got you got you and the the number that he's referring to is uh you race a lot of local races to get okay. that type of number gotcha um i had a cruiser number five nice and i can't remember any of my plate numbers from when i was a teenager but was it 1997 when state was outdoor in lionel lakes yeah, I think that was their last outdoor. I think that was so, their very last so outdoor. It was the same weekend as Heydays, so it was right next to Heydays. So I was there because my family was there promoting their snowmobile business. And I got up early, went to state, and the fucking gate didn't drop. Yeah, we've talked about that one. <laughs> Oh, man. So a bunch of us got hurt, and I ended up fourth because my leg was half torn off. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's I'm be way over-exaggerating, but yeah, I had a deep gash. Uh, let's see here. Tony Swenson is wondering, how is Mayako going to lure contract customers from other brands? Uh, I don't know. You would have to ask them. <laughs> I'll tell you um, how. They got to put the damn results down on the track. And they got it. I mean, that's the only way. Because they're not yeah. going to have the sponsorship deal. And they're not going to have the contract customer. It's going to be a membership. So they got to put the results down. What do you think, Ryan? I, it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to sort out this issue. And I was totally <laughs> lost. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Keenan. I think uh, I think the plan is for them to for Mayako themselves to have a, a factory driver next year. Um, Wally, I, I think what you're gonna see is Wally is gonna fall into line. Oh, there's Ryan. <laughs> uh, I think Wally's gonna fall into line. Her as like you see, you know, Wally's young. He gets it. Um, he's super experienced. People like him. Uh, he's you know, Wally builds Mayako, and yep. he's going to be working yep. close with them. So it's going to be interesting to see what he comes up with and their plan. I'm not, 
I'm kind of just on the outskirts here. I honestly just talk to them once in a while. I don't really know what they're planning on to, to do all the time, but just little snippets like that. And I think um, you're going to see just a different, a whole different, what's the word, customer service base than you would from any other team. And right I think on. that's going to, I think they're not really worried about quantity at the moment right now. Okay. So it's kind of going to be about people that want to be a part of something and understand how things are going to be and, and do that. And I think you're going to see different RC companies doing different things as well in the future here. <clears throat> yeah. So hopefully they get out racing. And uh, I'm hoping that we become like, for me, like for JQ Racing, I would like to use it as a, a springboard for youth development as well. That's one thing I've always been very interested in is youth uh uh, just getting these young guys ready to like a, a pathway to becoming a pro at some sure. point. That's life, what Team you know? Associated's doing with that one-up yes. team, and factory tracks. Yes. So, uh, I I think we need something like that for eight scale. And if I can be a part of that, I would love to be because you know I have kids too. Right on. All right, uh, Tony Swenson is also wondering any news on the Moto Dome. I'll tell you what. Um, I ask Corey once a week, and I know he's stressing out about it, so I only ask him once a week, and no, there's no news on the Dome. I don't know if we're going to call some kind of an audible and have a race in May and only have a five-race season this year. Uh, but something needs to happen. I don't know. It's it's frustrating that we can't get a hold of the owner of the Moto Dome. He's a busy guy, and... We can never get a hold of the guy. Is this where you guys have that one-off race all the time or something like that? Yep. Okay. It's just a guaranteed race in a sketchy weather time in Minnesota. Understandable. Yeah, on both ends of the calendar because it's usually two races per year. Yeah, it's uh, May and October. Interesting. Um, Dan Racing Ray is wondering what you guys thought on bring back heads up racing like back in the day Ugh. ryan and i have thoughts what's your thoughts keenan uh just heads up like qualifying yeah or... heads up qualifying i mean it's we did it at rcgp it was fun it seemed people to enjoy, it seemed like people enjoyed it um how about we do something different and qualifying all together and let's go out there and do it like motocross and do time sessions and you get Take your your hot lap. Like I don't know. Let's think of something different. Sure. Too. Maybe I, I, anything to make it exciting. Yep. But um, heads up makes it exciting. But something different I would like to see. I'll tell you what, Keenan. Locally, it's ran thin. Really? Yeah. Only because uh, we don't have the ability in practice to separate and get like three consecutive lap times and make sure that that transponder is in that car and because mm. we don't have controlled practice which is a good thing for us at okay. our local races um it's yeah it's not <laughs> if the heat if you don't take the time to stack the heats it mm -hmm. sucks it really okay. does because the way you guys did it was, it was fabulous, fabulous because yeah, you I had the ability to race either like it isn't for every race you know uh Maybe club racing, it's good. I don't know. Uh, maybe you guys experimented there on that. Not, but yeah. not for. I don't know. It's up to you guys. It, I it, mean, if my race is so ingrained with us now, so. It's, well, 
if if we like if we had a, a seating round, a seating mm-hmm. round to do it, it would yes. be great. Seating okay. round for yeah, go after three, three consecutive seconds. laps, and then have two motos. Yeah, yeah, that won't be bad or whatever. Yeah. He's also wondering, uh, what's your opinion on when do we say? Oh, he's wondering when when do we say a scale tracks are too big? He says, I feel some of the tracks are getting way too big in size. Oh man, that's tough. I think PMB is too big. I do too. I I want to say anything over thirty seconds, but that's my personal opinion. I know some guys like that forty second lap. I'd say Redivon in in Europe in Spain is really big, but I mean, it's such an awesome track. I don't know if it could be smaller. Um, PMB is really big; like they stretch it out to the very out, outermost. Like that, that's a big stadium that they're in. So, but right. that's what they're known for. So I don't I, even know how Futaba guys manage. <laughs> so it, yeah, you can get too big, man. Um, I would. I'm. I'm all about being able to see your car and being able. To, when it gets way out there and you're you're guessing what's going on, then it's no fun. Yeah. There we we've had tracks here that it, it's taken a like minute lap time. Like we talk about Rick's Hobby Farm on here all the time, and way back in the day with the layouts and how big it was and all that, we were looking at 50 to 55 second lap times, and that was too big. Yeah. But they cut it down quite a bit. They cut like a full lane off, and then they narrowed it just sure a bit. The more work it, the more upkeep it needs, and the more tire washers you need. Yeah. So. No, but I do agree with them. It's they can get too big, man. Yep. All right. Um, let's see here. I think we. Oh, we got a couple more. We got one from Tony Ayler's. Hey, Amen. All right. Do older ESCs build up resistance as they age, and when should you retire a lipo? I got the answer to this. Do you need? You... Yes, please do. He's he's asking you because he doesn't believe me. Oh yeah, no, they totally build up resistance. And if you're running stock, you replace your ESC every year. Two, if it was a you had a light year in there. Uh, mod you can go a little longer but if you're running a stock class you really want to replace it every year or two lipo batteries every year every year i got some i use for practice that are a little older i got some newer packs that went to shit on me uh that i'm replacing with reedy just announced their brand new battery packs so i ordered up four of them because um, the mini truck is not so good on lipo cases. <laughs> and I got a bunch of crap cracked lipo cases, so and the internal resistance are nonsense. So I'm gonna keep my truggy batteries separated from my buggy batteries this time. But yeah, you you gotta replace that stuff or otherwise you're just not gonna be at your best ability. And if you're like Tony, Tony and you quit every year and take two years, two years off, just sell your ESC. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got one more from Frank Miller. JQ driver. Yes, he is. 
Emulsion versus bladder shocks. What's the difference when it comes to running one versus the other? You know, I can answer this because JQ has answered this question so many times. I've heard him say it in the most simple way ever. Go ahead, because I can't remember, because I've probably answered it too many times, too. Bla- I haven't paid attention to JQ for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Bladder shocks are for the high-speed, smooth tracks with very little bumps, high grip, that type of situation. Other than that, you want an emulsion cap. It's way more forgiving on a bumpier track, on a you know slower track with a lot of 180s. It's a lot more forgiving. Now, also, I hate building bladder shocks, man. I do. Because what's nice... Yeah. With... Go ahead. I have a buddy that like completely disagrees with that. He's just a shock guy, and he insists that you have to use bladders all the time. And the harder, the better. But if we brought him on this podcast, then you would be talking about shocks for like an hour and a half. Yeah, no, because it depends on if you understand how rebound works. Yep, you can you can make bladder shocks work for yourself on a track where you need rebound. I wish that I had bladders in my crawler shocks, but because I think I want fast rebound in my crawler, so that the wheel gets back down to the rock quicker. Yes, makes sense. That does make sense. Well. I did a little bit of experimenting with the Mugen MBX8. And the emulsion is one of the things that was like a light. There were two light switches I had with that thing. And that was putting seven R arms in the rear and putting, taking the bladders out and making them emulsion. Those I just were think seven huge. was just a better kit altogether. Oh, yeah. totally, totally. It was such a good car. Such it was. You know, um, Jabber and I, Jabber is a local racer. We're talking about how the MBX eights win and everything, but I go, you know what, buddy? There's no grip in that car, and we're not pros. Yeah. We're going for I, the grip. <laughs> yeah, I um, I love my seven R. It's still on my my wall over there. So. Yeah, I'm gonna be racing my RC8 V3.1 with some updated parts this year. Nice. We're we're gonna get it looks like we're gonna get another round of government checks, so I might do an e buggy. I don't know. There you go. Spencer Rifkin had a good DNC too. So yeah, he did. But you know, the thing is with the e buggy, even though it would be stupid because I have all the associated parts. I might not do associated because I don't know, man. I feel a little bit snubbed by not being put on the local team. Oh man, here we go again. No, we're, no, no, we're not going. Here we go again. I'm just saying, I might, you know, tread other waters. Oh gosh. Oh boy. Don't drown. Yeah. Well, no, it would be either Kyosho or Techno because there's support. Just because, oh, dude, that the newest 10, the TKI2, looks awesome. It really does. The original one. <laughs> yeah. The original one wasn't great at all. The original 10. Who got fired, Keenan, for putting boots. MP9 parts on? That's the rumor that it was Boots. Elliot. Boots. Yep. Yep. Well, well that's See, the thing. I look at European stuff. Well, he's the he's the best looking guy in RC, I would say. So, you know, <laughs> is he? Him and Barufalo, I would say, like, are 
uh, like Bruce Willis got that Italian, yeah, you know, like you know, like no problem tomorrow, tomorrow type of attitude. Yep, and yep. Sure he gets a lot of girls. Yep. And uh, Boots, man, that that her is, you know, is I think is uh, I think he's got the best hair in RC. That's for sure. Boots is with Federico Rossi, isn't he? he is. Yeah, he's uh, he's in the family there. Running blood out, looks like so. Man, I think uh, when he's traveling out of country, though, Kyle McBride probably picks up the most broads. Oh, really? I bet. Oh, if oh yeah. Ozzy. Yeah. 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 Women <laughs> love that man. Oh, I remember when I ever when I first ever met them and what I said to them, they just looked at me like I was insane. <laughs> I I said I thought that was an Australian term of endearment. <laughs> <laughs> Then they just started cracking up. So that's so cool. Australians, man, they're funny people, man. They're they're awesome. I like them. Oh, for sure. I've only met a few, but the few I've met have all been good people. And they're crazy, yeah. They're nuts. Oh, for sure. They they just have a different thought. All right, guys. We've been going for uh, over two hours because we went about a half hour before you came on, Keenan. So. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No, we we love having you on as a guest. Um, Yeah. Very privileged. Thank you so much, Keenan, for pushing, you know, other lowly podcasts the way that you do, the the influence that you have and the way that you go about, you know, distributing the love is uh, it's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, people, thank you. And you guys show me love. So I think uh, why not? I'm not. We're not you're all doing content here. So right. Why right. not push it all out? So tell the few people who don't know yet where the they can find you uh you can go to we have a website actually you can go to house of rc and find us there as well i gotta plug them they just uh, they just launched an app and i wanted yes. to talk about that but yeah yeah they just launched the app actually we'll be doing a tutorial on that app this week as well with connie uh, but you can find me on, on on iTunes, Podbean, all that stuff. Go to my YouTube channel. I'm still trying to figure out my volume levels and stuff with audio, video, and this recorded, like this system that I'm using. So like my latest podcast, the audio isn't too good on the video side of it. But uh, go to our YouTube channel, please, and hit that sub button because I'm going to do the Toe of Satan challenge when we get 1,000 subs, and that's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And actually, we have another toe of Satan. I'm looking to do it for charity for something. So if there's a racer or a local racer that, that someone's doing a GoFundMe for them, I'm looking to do that as well. I try to do something like that at least once a year. Sure, sure. And sure. Uh, just just check us out there. And uh, Facebook and Instagram, follow us at the No Name RC Podcast there. Shoot me a message. I talk to everybody. And um, if you shoot me a message, I will respond. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of attention goes a long way, and if you, and usually you'll probably get too much of my attention. Most of the time. <laughs> nah. uh, um, yeah, just do that, and I just think that uh, we should all like I'm got this thing going. We're all RC. We should be RC racing ambassadors first. We yep. can all make RC awesome together. So, uh, I know that's kind of soppy, but I think you know we can do things a lot better in RC if we just open our minds and and do it together. Right on. All right, um, let's see here. Ryan, do you have any final words on this podcast? Oh, I just want to thank uh, Blooming Prairie RC and Boom Graphics. And once again, a huge thank you to the man, the myth, the legend, Kenyon White. All right. 
Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yep. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Yeah, thanks to all of our sponsors. Remember to check us out. We launch an Instagram page. You can find us on Facebook. Um, yeah, that's about it. List, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you know how to do it. And, you know, when we post it up, don't be afraid to fire off those questions. We love answering them. And, guys, I think this week we've ran out of talent. 